You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Chris Robinson Travel Show. Heard Saturday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. The Chris Robinson Travel Show is brought to you by Glasgow City Marketing Bureau. From exotic locales a continent away to weekend stays down the highway, pack a suitcase and your vacation imagination. It's time for the Chris Robinson Travel Show on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Hi, I'm Chris Robinson and this is The Travel Show. And this week we're off to explore a real up-and-coming city that is packed with vibrant culture, amazing architecture, a phenomenal foodie scene and lots more besides. And as if that wasn't enough... Rough Guide's travel publication named this place the friendliest city in the world for 2014. We're off to Glasgow. We've got so much to talk about on today's show. I want to get straight on and introduce my first guest for today's show, Moira Dyer, Senior International Marketing Communications Manager for Glasgow City Marketing Bureau. Welcome back to the travel show, Moira. Thanks very much, Chris. It's great to be back. It's almost a year, I think, since we last um, chatted. It is indeed, and so much has happened in that year. And you're going to be our guide for the the next hour. And let's start by saying just how beautiful a city Glasgow really is, because it's so full of a rich architectural heritage. It is. And I think last year when we hosted the Commonwealth Games, that was really our opportunity to have the biggest global audience that the city has ever had watching it and to actually see images of um, iconic buildings such as the University of Glasgow on top of Gilmore Hill looking very much like Hogwarts to the splendid red sandstone confection that is Kelvin Grove Art Gallery and Museum along to Zaha Hadid's Riverside Museum I think a lot of people were surprised at just how beautiful a city Glasgow actually is. And the weather last year, which was so sensational, just provided that extra je ne sais quoi. And people have to realise, of course, that the the weather in Glasgow can be absolutely gorgeous. It can. Um, Actually, this last week um, has actually been a case in point. Um, The end of April was like summer. So we were sitting out in uh, T-shirts and enjoying the the sun and the beginning of those long summer nights. There you go. But just having them a little bit earlier. Nice. And of course, all the better to enjoy the incredible array of museums and galleries, most of which, I should point out, are free. Yeah, I think that's one of Glasgow's real strengths and it's so important. I think, you know, particularly when people are are looking to be a bit more careful with their spending money when they come on holiday and the fact that Glasgow Civic Museums, which are a world-class collection, are free of charge, definitely helps the holiday pounds um, spread that bit further. Uh, They certainly do. Okay, we're going to take a quick pause because we've got an interview coming up, but I want to come back to you uh, in a bit and uh, find out a little bit more about some of the events that are happening later on. To further set the scene on Glasgow, earlier this week I was pleased to be able to catch up with one of the leading lights of the city, Councillor Gordon Matheson, leader of Glasgow Council and chair of Glasgow City Marketing Bureau. 
Welcome back to the Travel Show, Councillor Matheson. It's a real pleasure to be speaking with you again. Thank you for your interest in my home city. Well, it's pretty uh, easy to be interested in Glasgow. <laughs> and you've had a, a great year, haven't you? I interviewed you about a year or so ago as Glasgow was preparing to host the Commonwealth Games in the summer of 2014. And that's, that's got to have proved to have been a real game changer for the city. Yeah, I mean, it was an extraordinary year. I remember our, our interview very well. I mean, there are enormous great links between Glasgow in particular and Canada, but the, the, the year itself, 2014, was the year of Glasgow. There were so many things happened that year, any one of which would have been a highlight in a typical city, but we managed to pack them all in. Clearly, the biggest sporting and cultural event that Scotland has ever witnessed was the Commonwealth Games. Mm. And we delivered that with aplomb. We were, I, I, I've been saying for long and weary, Chris, when all the marketing people said it was a bit risky, that these right. would be the best games that there have ever been. And so it proved to be. It was an extraordinary time. It was just great to be in the city. And we projected ourselves and our people across the world. I think it's exactly what, what you needed, isn't it, to get the message out there? Because Canadians, anyway, have a special affection, I think, for Glasgow. And, and this just uh, sealed the deal. Well, I mean, there are 4.7 million Canadians who have Scottish ancestry. I don't need to, <laughs> to you know, I, I hardly need to tell you that. Um, the, the father of Canada, Sir John A. Macdonald, was born in Glasgow in the very electoral ward that I re re represent. And this year, of course, marks the 200th anniversary of his birth. Um, in terms of the number of visits to Glasgow... Canada is our third largest overseas market in terms of spend in, in the city. So the links are historic and they are current. So it's, it's a relationship that is very important to me in my city. So that's how you account for, for this, this very special relationship then, the, uh, the, the family ties that go back there and, and the historical ties. Well, indeed, they, they go back over so many years, but they're also very, they're very real. You know, 20, 24% of Canadians want to visit Scotland to trace their roots. If you look at the, the maritime provinces in Canada, the province of Nova Scotia, there is a place called New Glasgow, you know, in Prince Edward Island. There's a pastoral town called New Glasgow, which is situated on the Clyde River, you know. So the, the links are just <laughs> extraordinary. And Halifax Trendy Argyle Street is named after the Argyle Street in the centre of Glasgow, and it has a similar profile with stylish bars and eateries. Well, I'm sure you're still bathing in the afterglow of the Commonwealth Games, but you've got some real highlights coming up uh, this summer in 2015 as well. Well, indeed. I mean, I have always regarded the Commonwealth Games as our new base camp as a city. It's not the summit of our ambition. And in terms of July and, the, and August and the summer months, um, and, and between now and the end of the year, we have Merchant City Festival, which is a major cultural, multicultural, multi-art forum festival, which takes place at the end of July, beginning of August, in the very centre of Glasgow. We have Piping Live and the World Pipe Band Championships. Listen, if you don't like pipes, don't come. <laughs> um, but, but if you do, you'll have a ball. And I'll tell you what, pipers... Pipers know how to kick their heights. They, they, you know, uh, away from the competition and all the fun, the whole city's on fete for that. Um, and late, late, later in the year, we're hosting the Turner Prize, that, that major global um, art prize. And the reason we're doing that, Chris, is because Glaswegian artists kept winning it. So we decided we might as well host the thing. So we're doing that. And then... 
um, in October, November of this year, the World Gymnastics Championships are coming to Glasgow. And once again, we will be on the world stage delivering a major sporting event. Wow. Well, it sounds like Glasgow is going from strength to strength as a world-class destination. Well, it is indeed. And... It's in no small part due to the relationship that we have with Canada and we are building on that in terms of direct flights. For example, the the new WestJet route linking Glasgow and Halifax, Nova Scotia, which kicks off on the 29th of May. And there is the existing Air Transat link with Toronto and also with... Uh, which is all year round and then their transit link with Vancouver and Calgary which is seasonal so we're building on these links my city has always made things including our own future and that same spirit um, is alive and well today in Glasgow A lovely note to uh, to leave you with thank you so much Councillor Matheson it's uh, such a pleasure to speak with you again And likewise, and thank you so much, and thank you to all your listeners. You're welcome in Scotland, and in Glasgow in particular, anytime. We are a very friendly and open city. You're welcome here anytime. Well, back to you, Moira, and Glasgow has so many facets, as we are hearing from Councillor Matheson. It does indeed. If you like shopping, you will not be disappointed in Glasgow. It's the second largest retail centre in the UK, outside of London's West End. So whether or not you want to explore the city centre, which is the heart of what we call the style mile and is laid out on a grid system, very like a lot of North American cities. So it's very easy to walk. You'll find all of the big high street and big department stores there. If you like a more bohemian vibe, you can nip over to the West End and explore that part of the city. The Merchant City, which is a stone's throw from the city centre, you'll find some really interesting little shops and boutiques. And on the south side of the city, there's very much an up-and-coming area, which again has some really um, great and unusual little shops. So whatever the vibe you're interested in and whichever part of the city you find yourself in, you'll definitely find... um, some shops for a bit of retail therapy. Ah, retail therapy, the most wonderful thing on earth. Now, I encourage our listeners to visit your website, which is peoplemakeglasgow.ca. It's a real celebration of Glasgow and its people, the friendliest people in the world, as we now know. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we will hear more about the music and the culture of Glasgow. You're listening to The Chris Robinson Travel Show. This truth found honest Tama Shanta. As for the air, a nicht did canter. All there were near a tunes that passes for honest men and bonny lasses. Oh, friends, Dennis Snowden here. Every Sunday take in a little breath of Scotland and fill yourself with the airs, the jigs, the words and the feelings from faraway Alba. A little breath of Scotland, this Sunday at four on AM 7.40. Glasgow has been voted the friendliest city in the world. What's their secret? Well, with world-class free museums and galleries, a stunning architectural landscape, fantastic shopping, deliciously diverse restaurants, an internationally renowned music scene, and a vibrant year-round events program, you just can't help but smile. Come on over and experience Glasgow's famous warm welcome for yourself. To find out more, 
Visit peoplemakeglasgow.ca. Are snoring and obstructive sleep apnea affecting you or someone you know? Dr. Ron Goldstein can help. Sleep tips from the experts at Dr. Ron Goldstein, family and cosmetic dentistry. Dr. Goldstein, right off the bat, what is sleep apnea? Well, sleep apnea itself is stopping breathing in your sleep, and by definition, it has to be for at least 10 seconds or longer. Now, for listeners who don't know, you're able to help people with a device that's much safer and easier method of treating snoring and obstructive sleep apnea than cumbersome CPAP machines. You get up in the morning feeling more rested. You get through the day better. And it's not just quantity of sleep. Quality of sleep is very important. 905-277-8673. Sleep tips from the experts at Dr. Ron Goldstein, family and cosmetic dentistry. Call today and start getting the deep, restful sleep that you deserve. 905-277-8673. If you or a loved one require assistance at home with day-to-day living, call the professionals at Right at Home, Canada's most trusted providers of in-home care. Right at Home's care planners offer supportive in-home care for better health and more independence. They work with you to create and manage the perfect program to help with your health, well-being, and independence. Offering both non-medical and medical in-home care, Right at Home covers all of your needs. Nothing is too little or too big. Right at Home, taking the anxiety out of aging. 1-855-983-4663. Do you think a window is just a sheet of glass in a frame? Then you haven't seen a magic window. I'm Norm Edwards. Magic windows are the only windows in North America rated number one for energy efficiency, security, and noise reduction. But the real magic happens when you see it. The engineering is brilliant. The performance is magic. Go to magicwindow.ca or call to book an appointment. 1-866-OK-MAGIC. Hi, it's Pat Finelli from Pizza Pizza, offering a hot and fresh pizza special that'll make you smile for only $6.99. Walk in for a large cheese pizza, hand-tossed, covered with Italian tomato sauce, and 100% mozzarella cheese for only $6.99. And Pizza Pizza will donate a portion of proceeds to the Children's Miracle Network. Thank you. Together, we're making miracles happen. Walk in only. The Chris Robinson Travel Show is brought to you by Glasgow City Marketing Bureau. Exciting destination. Compelling conversation. You're listening to the Chris Robinson Travel Show on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Hi, I'm Chris Robinson and welcome back to The Travel Show and our celebration of Scotland's biggest city of Glasgow. It's a city alive with remarkable culture where you'll find performing arts, music, museums and galleries galore. And it offers a packed calendar full of vibrant festivals. Our guide to Glasgow is Moira Dyer, Senior International Marketing Communications Manager for Glasgow City Marketing Bureau. And Moira, it seems there is always something going on in Glasgow. Tell us a little bit about some of your favourites from the packed calendar of events. Wow, it's so it's so difficult to choose. There's the likes of um, the Merchant City Festival and Piping Live and the World Pipe Band Championships. But then there are also festivals like the West End Festival, which is in my neighbourhood, which runs for about three weeks in June and is always a really popular cultural festival, which includes um, music, theatre, dance, guided walks. And then... Also in June, we have the Glasgow Mela, 
which is Scotland's biggest multicultural festival, and that absolutely lights up Glasgow's Kelvin Grove Park every summer. And that's an amazing spectacle. And then we have the likes of the Jazz Festival again in June. And then if we go a little bit further forward in the year to September, the Glasgow Doors Open Day is always incredibly popular because, you know, we're, we're nosy. We like to see what's <laughs> going on behind closed doors. And Doors Open Day is an opportunity for you to get inside buildings which you wouldn't normally have access as the general public. So that's always a really interesting event. And then one of our most famous sons, Charles Rennie Mackintosh, is celebrated in October with the Creative Mackintosh Festival. So really, whenever you, you come in 2015 and beyond, you're always going to find something of interest. And if you're planning your trip in early 2016, Celtic Connections kicks off in um, January. And that's our annual Folk Roots and World Music Festival and is really fantastic for helping to um, push away those post-Christmas, post-holiday blues. <laughs> so, so really, any, any time of year is, is a good time, but you just need to, to go to your website and find out what's going on while you're there. Absolutely. People make Glasgow.ca specifically for our Canadian visitors. Ah, and Glasgow, of course, has this incredible music scene. It's a UNESCO City of Music. What does that mean exactly? Well, being a UNESCO City of Music recognises the fact that Glasgow's musical heritage is of international significance and should be celebrated and conserved. And when you look back over decades of bands and singers who have come out of the city, it's completely incredible. Um We've got amazing, iconic venues like Barrowland, like uh, King Tut's Wawa Hut. Once you've heard the name, <laughs> wow. you'll never forget. Which we know um, musicians love to play there, particularly in the, the sort of early part of their career. And then now we're so lucky that we have the SSS E-Hydro, which opened, gosh, not that long ago and is already the second most successful venue in the world from an arena perspective so whether or not you like watching a boutique bedroom band or whether or not you want to see an arena band you're going to find absolutely everything that um, you want in Glasgow I always say in Glasgow you're either in a band you've just been in a band or you're <laughs> just about to be in a band it's a very musical city well, Time magazine described the city as Europe's secret capital of music. Can you share some of the secrets with us? I mean, apart from King Tut's Wawa Hut, of course. <laughs> yeah, well, I think um, Time magazine, I think, realised that Glasgow had an amazing story to tell and it was perhaps a story that not everyone was aware of. So they were definitely one of the first to tap into this notion that Glasgow has an amazing musical heritage. And there are so many venues um, like Cotiers in the West End to um, some of the amazing bars that you can go to in the city and elsewhere, city centre and elsewhere in um, Glasgow where you can find live music on any given day of the week. So there's music reverberating 
around the city 365 days a year. And the city's also home, of course, to five of the six Scottish internationally renowned national performing arts companies. Yeah, I mean, we're home to Scottish Ballet, Scottish Opera, the Royal Scottish National Orchestra, the National Theatre of Scotland, so and the BBC Scottish Symphony Orchestra, and all of those amazing, amazing organisations are based in the city. And I think that gives a sense of just what a, a creative and a cultural city Glasgow is. Wonderful. Well, Moira, hold it there because we're going to hear even more about uh, this that is culture in our next interview. To fill us in further on the extraordinary cultural scene in Glasgow, I met up with Sarah Munro, Head of Arts for Glasgow Life. It's a pleasure to speak with you, Sarah. Hi, hi, and thank you for having us on. Well, the vision of Glasgow Life is to inspire Glasgow's citizens and visitors to lead richer and more active lives through culture, sport and learning. And there is plenty of opportunity for all of that in Glasgow. Can you tell us what a visitor from Canada shouldn't miss? Well, do you know, the wonderful thing about coming to Glasgow is that there really is a cultural offer all year round. And I think that is one of the things in terms of if we have visitors coming over, that they don't just have to come at one particular point in the year because we really do have a year round cultural offer. So from something like in January, we kick off with our Celtic Connections Music Festival, which again has collaborations from all over the world, artists collaborating with Scottish artists. We have our I Write Literary Festival in April, May, uh, March, April time. Every two years we have our big visual art biennale, we have jazz festivals and then in the summer we have our Merchant City Festival. So there really is something all year round. I was actually living in the UK when Glasgow was named European City of Culture way back in 1990. But that seemed to be the, the kind of pivotal moment when Glasgow just burst to life as a cultural powerhouse. Do you agree? Yeah, no, I think there was, and I have to say I wasn't living in the city at that time, but it seems to be that moment where there was a, a change. There'd been, for the few years previously, there'd been a real, what people would, I suppose, would refer to as an industrial decline. Mm. And the city then, the leaders of the city, took this incredible, I, I think it actually it was an incredibly kind of brave and almost dramatic yeah. um, attempt, but they, they, they took... The, the city's resources and they really invested in this really ambitious um, model which has had, still to this day has a really strong legacy which was really in churning around the city's fortunes but based around its its cultural scene its artists, its theatres, its museums and its galleries and it was an incredibly seminal moment for the city in terms of its cultural offer and we really are still seeing the legacy of that today Oh, let's let's talk about today. Um, if you had to pick out a few high points for the year ahead, what would they be? Oh gosh. Um, well, for at the moment, right now, we're in the the middle of the launch of our very first inaugural Dance International Glasgow Festival. So that that's happening just now. But certainly, one of the things I think would be exciting to pick up on would be our Merchant City Festival which is is our summer festival which starts at really at the end of July and goes on to the second it's 10 days and it starts on the last Saturday and goes on till the first Sunday in August and that has a huge range of activities from street festival we have family theatre there's um, wonderful stalls where you can get sort of food and drink and but at the heart of it is a kind of arts and cultural festival with dance and fashion and an example of something that we'll have happening that, that might be of, of interest for people is a project called Fragile. 
Now, Fragile is going to be probably the largest street, single street performance we've ever carried out with Motion House, who are a leading UK dance um, company choreographed by Kevin Finnan, who was the choreographer actually of the London Paralympic opening ceremony in 2012. So that to me would be a quite an interesting highlight of, of the year. OK, well, we, we've, we've got to uh, leave you just for now, uh, Sarah. Um, we're going to come back to you, of course. Um, but do you have a website that people could go to for information? Yeah, absolutely. If the Glasgow Life website itself mm-hmm. brings together a lot of, and there's a Glasgow art section, but we also have a lot of our individual festivals have their own website. So there is information on a Merchant City Festival website. Um, but also going through the People Make Glasgow's website where they're beginning to pull a lot of that information together as well. Thank you. Okay, for now, thank you, Sarah, uh, Head of Arts for Glasgow Life, for bringing Glasgow's culture to life. Well, you can plan your trip to Glasgow by visiting peoplemakeglasgow.ca and do stay tuned because in our next segment we're going to be hearing about Glasgow's thriving art scene. You're listening to The Chris Robinson Travel Show. Glasgow has been voted the friendliest city in the world. What's their secret? Well, with world-class free museums and galleries, a stunning architectural landscape, fantastic shopping, deliciously diverse restaurants, an internationally renowned music scene, and a vibrant year-round events program, you just can't help but smile. Come on over and experience Glasgow's famous warm welcome for yourself. To find out more, visit peoplemakeglasgow.ca. It's the musical comedy that raises silliness to an art form. Monty Python's Spamalot, live on stage at the Dunfield Theatre, Cambridge. Lovingly ripped off from the motion picture Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Spamalot is a hilarious musical parody of King Arthur and his Knights of the Round Table. Don't miss it. May 6th to May 24th at the Dunfield Theatre, Cambridge. Reserve your seats today. Call 519-621-8000 or visit dunfieldtheatrecambridge.com. The Urban Nature Store. Wild birding is a relaxing and enjoyable way to connect with nature, a great family activity. It helps our feathered friends survive the harsh winter. Start off birding right with a visit to the Urban Nature Store. Healthy, fresh seed without all the fillers. Ontario's largest selection of bird feeders, including squirrel-proof feeders. Urban Nature Store, your local birding experts, six GTA locations, including Woodbridge, Mississauga, and Oshawa. Visit urbannaturestore.ca. Have you been having Midsummer's Daydreams? Well, a getaway to Muskoka is a dream come true. Explore historic Grievenhurst and find fashionable garments, antiques, boutiques, the sustenance of fine establishments, royal mail ships, museums, and fine theater. All summer long, right in the heart of town at the Gravenhurst Opera House. Now playing Shirley Valentine, May 12th to June 4th. Start planning your getaway today. Visit GravenhurstOperaHouse.com. Go farther for less in a Jetta TDI diesel from Oakville Volkswagen. The Autobahn for All sales event means you can lease the diesel Jetta for 48 months at only $2.98 per month. With up to 1,000 kilometers on a tank of fuel, you will be singing yeah, yeah, yeah. See OakvilleVW.com for all the details. Oakville VW on the north side of the QEW, just east of 3rd Line. Visit Markham Furniture, the home of the best sofa in town, and discover a level of quality, service, and affordability you've never experienced before. At Markham Furniture, every piece of furniture is built to perfection in our factory and sold directly to our discerning clients. 
Any sofa can be made in any choice of fabric and leather and in any size to suit the largest home or smallest condo. Visit our Toronto showroom at 115 Ronald Avenue, the Markham showroom at 1020 Denison Street, or online at MarkhamFurniture.com. The Chris Robinson Travel Show is brought to you by Glasgow City Marketing Bureau. Crossing oceans and borders with no passport required. You're listening to the Chris Robinson Travel Show on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome back to the Chris Robinson Travel Show and to our exploration of Glasgow, Scotland. We've heard about the wonderful architecture, the fabulous festivals and the incredible music scene. And now we're going to hear about the depth of the art heritage in this most diverse of cities. And I'm speaking with Moira Dyer from Glasgow City Marketing Bureau. Moira, the city of Glasgow has world-class museum and gallery offerings, doesn't it? Yes, Chris, we're so incredibly lucky in the city. We're so lucky that the city fathers have always had, and mothers, <laughs> have have had this philosophy that art and culture should be for everyone. It shouldn't be elitist, and that's absolutely borne out in the amazing civic museums and galleries that we have, such as Kelvin Grove Art Gallery and Museum, where you'll see everything from... Um, Van Gogh's painting of his Glaswegian flatmate, Alexander Reed, who was an art dealer from Glasgow who shared a flat with Van Gogh in Paris. And they look very similar. So both had um, red hair and um, Van Gogh actually looked quite Scottish. So that's interesting. Well, well, well. (laughs) So um, and then also in Kelvin Grove, Salvador Dali's Christ of St. John of the Cross, which is just one of the most sublime paintings you will ever see. And then the wonderful Riverside Museum, which is down on the banks of the River Clyde, which showcases objects which have been built by the people of Glasgow and puts them within the context of those stories of those people who made them. So you have these amazing locomotives, fantastic buses, original subway carriages because Glasgow Subway is one of the oldest underground railway systems in the world. I think it's the third oldest in the entire world. So you have all of these amazing objects that you can get really close to and touch. And then we also have some of the um, the museums, the, the collections by the University of Glasgow who um also offer the Hunterian Museum and the Hunterian Art Gallery free of charge. And again, those in their own right are world-class um, collections. Lovely. The Hunterian, yeah. Yeah, that, that's fantastic, Maureen. And as you say, all completely free of charge. I'm just going to uh, hold us there because we're going to bring Sarah back with some news from the art scene. The big news this year is that Glasgow is hosting the prestigious Turner Prize, an award which celebrates new developments in contemporary art. This reinforces the city's position as a centre for cutting-edge art, and Glasgow's contemporary art space, Tramway, will host the 2015 Turner Prize events. So I continued my conversation with Sarah Munro, wearing her other hat as director of Tramway. Sarah, welcome back, and uh, thank you for sharing the excitement with us. Tell us about the, the Turner Prize being presented in Glasgow. 
Well, this is a really exciting one for us, um, particularly in terms of, of for Tramway, uh, which shows contemporary art year-round. So it's the 30th. The Turner Prize is the... I suppose it's the. It's really the most... It's become the most publicised, the most talked about, sometimes the most controversial mm-hmm. of probably all the UK's art prizes. And it's awarded every year to a leading artist under the age of 50 working in the UK. So this will be the 30th version of the Turner Prize, but the first time ever that it's come to Scotland and be, to be hosted in the tramway in Glasgow is a huge, really huge thrill for us. So tell us about the calendar of events that uh, lead up to and include the Turner Prize uh, in 2015. Well, it starts off with the, there is a public call for nominations, which went mm-hmm. out in um, April. There are also the the four jurors who are are, are um, very very experienced curators and, and critics in the sector who bring their own um, sort of idea of of artists for discussion. Then we all meet um, down in the Tate Gallery in a, in a couple of weeks' time, and uh, the award will be announced on May the twelfth of the four shortlisted artists. They then all collaborate with us and we make four solo presentations of each of their work in Tramway and that exhibition will open to the public on the 1st of October. We then have an award ceremony where we, it is announced who the, the, the sort of the winning artist is, if you like, on the 7th of December. And then the exhibition will remain open in the city until the, around the 17th of January. Wow, fantastic. And of course, just to be nominated is a, is a big thing. And last year, a Canadian artist who, who actually now lives in Glasgow was nominated for the Turner Prize. Can you tell us a little bit about, uh, about her? Yes, I can. You'll be talking about Cara Phillips. Yes. yes. No, Cara is an, a, a wonderful artist to have living and working with us in the city. She particularly works around um, using a quite experimental and expansive form of printmaking, often using it as a kind of political, social um, tool for social activism, working, collaborating with groups. Now, she, Cara, arrived, she she was originally from Ottawa um, in Canada and studied um, for her BA in, at Queen's University in mm. Kingston. And then she came to Glasgow to study at our art school here, at Glasgow School of Art in 2004. And then we just kept her. She stayed here. <laughs> we didn't let her leave. So since then, she's been living in the city, continuous living in the city, she lectures at the art school here and exhibits both in Scotland and through, of course, through across the UK, but also internationally, but remains a very active um, member of our artistic community here in Glasgow. It's just another one of the many links that uh, Councillor Matheson was talking about between Canada and, uh, and Glasgow. It's amazing. Uh, there must be something actually, I think, in the water in Glasgow because uh, Cara is just one of the many Glaswegian artists who have been nominated for the Turner Prize. Mm. They call it the Glasgow Miracle over there. Ah, yes. Now, that, that, the Glasgow Miracle phrase came from a, a very internationally recognised and renowned curator called Hans Ulrich Obrist. Right. And I think he sort of said it as a, a, in slightly tongue-in-cheek, but actually in terms of there's this phenomenal, you know, Glasgow is a city of 600,000 people approximately. And the, the it's a phenomenal impact that our contemporary visual artists have had internationally um, and, of course, through through the Turner Prize with a really quite a significant number of, of um, Scottish 
Scottish artists not just uh, winning but being nominated uh, for the for the Turner Prize. So there's certainly something um, very very strong in Glasgow's uh, artistic scene that that supports these artists. And people often ask us, what is it? What is it? What's in the water? What what is this Glasgow miracle? And how how do you achieve it? And it is really, I think, a, a, a you know, it's really hard to, to know exactly how how um, one artist or over another or one city mm. over another. But there's definitely a combination of factors that have really come to create a real hotbed, if you like, of of, of um, activity in the city. Partly that has come because the artists themselves work in a very collaborative way. They're very supportive. There was a group of artists, which I suppose are really focused around um, the internationally recognised artists like Douglas Gordon, who came from Scotland, graduated, most of them came from Glasgow or surrounding area, graduated from the art school and really wanted to remain and stay in their city and not have to leave and go to, to London or some other or some other such place, but were very connected to international networks. So it's a very supportive environment. And there's some also, great art galleries too. And some, exactly. And the other, the other things around this are the fact that there's a really strong art school. There's fantastic galleries that have responded, picked up and supported those artists, but also great production facilities, brilliant sculpture studios, printmaking studios, and really importantly for artists, affordable living and studio conditions. So it's all of those things together, that sort of international looking and then local support that seems to have all collaborated together to, to create the so-called Glasgow Miracle, yes. The perfect cultural storm. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sarah Munro. Um, your uh, your insight into the cultural scene in Glasgow is, is great. I'm sure we're going to get a lot of uh, Canadians actually coming to uh, sample the brew. Yeah, well, we're more than welcome you over. <laughs> <laughs> well, Moira, back to you. And one thing that, that Canada and Glasgow share, of course, is a great environment. And this year is a bit of a celebration of sustainable living in Glasgow. Well, this year, 2015, has been designated the Year of Green in Glasgow. So there's, again, a really exciting year-long programme of different events and activities and projects for visitors and local people alike to become more aware and more involved in green projects. And of course, the name Glasgow comes from the Gaelic word Glasahu, which means dear green place. Uh -huh. And with more than 70 parks and gardens within the city boundaries, we are one of the greenest cities in the whole of Europe per capita. Fantastic. Well, look, keep listening as we'll be returning to Glasgow after this quick break to savour the delicious food and maybe take a wee dram of whiskey as well. You're listening to the Chris Robinson Travel Show. Glasgow has been voted the friendliest city in the world. What's their secret? Well, with world-class free museums and galleries, a stunning architectural landscape, fantastic shopping, deliciously diverse restaurants, an internationally renowned music scene, and a vibrant year-round events program, you just can't help but smile. Come on over and experience Glasgow's famous warm welcome for yourself. To find out more, visit peoplemakeglasgow.ca.
Discover what makes a hit as Paul Williams performs the songs he's written and tells you the stories that inspired him in this exclusive performance. Join us July 25th for an intimate evening with multi-award winning songwriter Paul Williams as he shares the stories behind his music. Rainy days and Mondays. Tickets are available at the Falls View box office or any Ticketmaster location. Just an old-fashioned love song. Songwriters, live July 25th at Niagara Falls View Casino. This summer, move closer. Closer to family, friends, and the people you love. This summer, move home to Seasons Milton Retirement Community. Warm and welcoming, where everything you need is close at hand. Spacious studio one- and two-bedroom suites with great amenities. Pet-friendly, too. Leasing office and model suites now open. Call 905-864-6888 or visit seasonsretirement.com now to book a personal visit. Seasons Milton, the way home feels. The Wellness Belt, have you heard of it? If you're suffering from chronic back pain, listen to Michelle. My name is Michelle. I put on the belts uh, four days ago. Since putting on the belt, almost instantly once I put it on, uh, the pain in my back, my spine, and my neck was gone. The Wellness Belt, it works. It's guaranteed. Visit our new website or pick up the phone and change your life. Visit wellnessbelts.com or call 1-800-978-2358. For a limited time, we're offering 25% off all stock. Tuesday on Goldhawk Fights Back. Personal debt, the ostrich in the room. As the experts at BDO are here to explain, the key to getting out of debt is your ability to see beyond it. And that's hard to do with your head buried in the sand. It's time to get people talking about their money worries. We're all in this together. Straight talk from Dale Goldhawk and the team from BDO. Tuesday at 1230 during the final half hour of Goldhawk Fights Back on Zoomer Radio. You may be waking up to debilitating pain in the hands, feet, or legs. You may be taking Lyrica, Cymbalta, Neurontin, or Gabapentin. Then no ifs or maybes. Here is what you need to know. You should be evaluated for peripheral neuropathy. The Chowski Center manages pain associated with peripheral neuropathy without drugs or surgery. And every day it has more success. Why not you? Call the Chowski Center now, 647-547-8200. The Chris Robinson Travel Show is brought to you by Glasgow City Marketing Bureau. Living the dream. Vacation. This is the Chris Robinson Travel Show on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome back to the Chris Robinson Travel Show, where this week we're finding out about the many reasons to plan a trip to Glasgow this year. And now we're turning to a particularly tasty reason to visit Glasgow, the delicious food and drink. I'm speaking with Moira Dyer, uh, who is the Senior International Marketing Communications Manager for Glasgow City Marketing Bureau. And Moira, tell us a little bit about Glasgow's food scene. Well, Glasgow's food scene really offers something for absolutely everyone's taste, you know, whether you're into amazing curries, whether you want the very best Italian, whether you're really keen to um, experience the very best of local Scottish produce, just cooked and um, presented in a really imaginative way, you'll find it all in Glasgow. Well, I'm going to talk now to someone who is a real champion of the food scene. So hold on, Moira, we'll be right back with you. Now, this is the year of food and drink in Scotland. And who doesn't want to try a wee dram or sample some of the freshest food anywhere on the planet? So to get our taste buds tingling, 
I was able to track down Ryan James, who is head of Glasgow's Restaurant Association and also owner of the Two Fat Ladies restaurants. Welcome to the Travel Show, Ryan. Thanks very much for having me on. Well, first of all, you've got to tell us about the seriously fishy Two Fat Ladies restaurants. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, Two Fat Ladies restaurants is a a company which I've um, built up over the years quite organically. Um, Started very small in um, one tiny shop unit. Um, which was number 88 Dumbarton Road, which is where the name comes from, Two Fat Ladies. Ah, gotcha. (laughs) Um, And uh, the the restaurant was actually there uh, just before the television show um, with the two famous ladies. So you were first. (laughs) You you were first, yeah. And and that's why we've both been able to trade with the same name for such a long time. Um, So it's grown from being a very small restaurant, um, uh, which was very successful. Um, And then we opened our second restaurant in the city centre on Blyswood Street. Um, And then... We've added a third restaurant to it called Two Fat Ladies at the Buttery, which is near the exhibition centre in Glasgow. They're all doing really well, but we specialise in fish, and especially in fish from Scottish waters um, and the west coast of Scotland. Ah, the very best. Well, your ama- amazing restaurants, of course, are just a, a small part of the incredibly vibrant restaurant scene in Glasgow. You know, restaurants, pubs, cafes, coffee shops, everywhere. Can you just give us a little taster, perhaps, of, of what shouldn't be missed? Um, well, well, I mean, Glasgow is such a, an eclectic city, I think, um, and because over the years um, we've had quite an influx of immigration and different types of population coming to the city, um, especially um, you know with the European accession countries, yep. um, the whole dining scene changes um, every time. You know, there's 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 more people coming to the city. You know, with, um, for example, um, a number of years ago, you would never have seen really a Polish deli in Glasgow, whereas now there's three or four. And, um, you know, it's, it's really fantastic how the, the kind of Indian curry scene in, in Glasgow is huge. It's absolutely massive. Um, um, and also the kind of Pan-Asian culture of uh, food is really, really kind of like um, burgeoning too. Um, I suppose you would call that more fusion food right. nowadays. But we also do have a, a, a preponderance or really good... Chinese restaurants as well, although we don't have a Chinatown yet. But just about everything then. So how does this mm. manifest itself in the year of food and drink in Glasgow? Well, the year of food and drink is an encompassing kind of um, just a celebration really right. of all things all things Scottish in terms of food and drink. Um, and it, do, it doesn't matter what your cuisine is really, it's all about getting back to using Scottish produce and using the best of Scottish produce and using it well. Right. And also communicating that message out to customers, um, you know, to say that, you know, you know, we are actually supporting our own produce, which is fantastic and probably the best that the some of the best that the world has to offer. For sure. And of course we shouldn't forget this is the year of food and drink. So yes. <laughs> tell us a little bit about the distilleries and, and craft beer that can be found in and around Glasgow. Well, there's, there's, I mean, the, the craft beer movement in, uh, in Glasgow is burgeoning at the moment. Um, we have um, started off, I guess, with the West Brewery, um, which is in Glasgow Green, um, which was the first really kind of microbrewery producing its own beers. Um, and they then started to wholesale as well as to retail from their own units. Um, and we now have Drygate Brewery, which is part um, of the tenants complex in the east end of the city. Um, we've got Brewdog in the city as well. Um, and a whole number and range of smaller producers, all of whom are producing some really, really interesting beers. And um, realistically, I, I guess it's only in the last three years that that market has been created and um, the market shows no sign of abatement. Mm. OK, this is a really tough final question, Ryan. But I mean, if, if you could pull out one quintessentially Glaswegian dining experience, what would it be? 
I think the, the quintessential Glasgow dining experience really, um, it's obviously got a lot to do with the food, um, you know, and uh, a lot to do with the food that you're eating on the plate, especially coming from our, you know, our own produce, if you like. Yeah. But I think the the, the best thing that you can say about um, about Glasgow is its people, right. um, and actually, you know, the whole experience um, taken as a as a one. It's the food, the people, and the ambience, the atmosphere of the restaurants that really make Glasgow a very special city. Um, and um, you know, the people really do. The people who work in the business are pretty much what makes Glasgow a very unique and special dining city. It keeps coming back to the people of Glasgow. Yeah, absolutely. Thank thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan James, head of Glasgow's Restaurant Association, for sharing some of Glasgow's great cuisine with us. Another reason to come to the city, eh? (laughs) Absolutely. Please come. Well, back to you, Moira. And we've talked so far, of course, about Glasgow itself. But it's also a great place to base yourself to explore a little bit more of the Scotland around it, isn't it? It is. I mean, we're very, very well situated. You can get down to Loch Lomond, which is the largest freshwater lake in the whole of the UK. You can get down to Loch Lomond in about 25 minutes. So that's just the most stunning um, national park. And whether or not you're into hill climbing, whether or not you want to be on the loch doing some water sports, that's an incredible and easy day trip. A little bit further away, we've got the Ayrshire coast with some really lovely beaches and, of course, the heritage of our world-famous poet, Robert Burns. And again, about 35 to 40 minutes away by train from the centre of Glasgow is Stirling with its castle. 45 minutes is Edinburgh with its castle (laughs) and its palace. And then we've got the West Highland Way, the long-distance footpath, which stretches all the way from just outside Glasgow to Fort William in the Highlands. And you can get a train in 15 to 20 minutes to the start of that long-distance footpath. So we're an amazing place to base yourself as part of a longer Scottish holiday. And whatever you're interested in, whether it's history, heritage, walking mountaineering, being on the water, you can absolutely experience all of those very easily from the centre of Glasgow. So much and so close. But of course, we have got to mention golf before the end (laughs) of the show. So tell us about the golf. (laughs) Well, we did um, a little exercise in the office a couple of months ago and we worked out that there were more than 90 golf courses within one hour's drive of Glasgow. And in fact, some of them are within the city boundaries. So whether or not you're into playing links courses such as Royal Troon and Turnbury down in the Ayrshire coast, or whether or not you want to nip up to St Andrews, or if you would like to play down at Loch Lomond in somewhere like Cameron House, you will find whatever kind of course and whatever kind of conditions you like within an hour from the centre of Glasgow. Golf is paradise. Okay, Moira, (laughs) you've convinced us. How do we get to Glasgow? Well, it's really easy to get to Glasgow from Canada. We have year-round flights, which are operated by Air Transat Canadian Affair. 
and they come um, from Toronto into Glasgow and then they also offer seasonal flights from Vancouver and Calgary. And then, of course, just in a couple of weeks' time, we have the new route from Halifax, Nova Scotia into Glasgow, which is being launched by WestJet. And we're incredibly excited about that because that's just the latest in this increased connectivity between Canada and Scotland. So we're, we're really thrilled. That's tremendous. And of course, WestJet seamlessly connect from both Toronto and Montreal into Halifax and therefore on to Glasgow. Last question, Moira, before we have to leave you. What's the best way for listeners to plan their trip to Glasgow in 2015? Easy. Go to www.peoplemakeglasgow.ca. Well, my thanks to Councillor Matheson, to Sarah Munro, to Ryan James, and of course to you, Moira Dyer, for sharing the love of Glasgow with us on the show today. Join us next week for another travel experience. And in the meantime, you can find out more about this show with all the links at chrisrobinsontravelshow.com. Till then, in the words of Robert Burns, and fare thee well, my only love, and fare thee well a while, and I will come again, my love, though it were 10,000 mile. See you again next week on the Chris Robinson Travel Show. Hi, Chris Robinson here again with the World of Travel News. My heart goes out to the people of Nepal following the earthquake there as the news grows ever more dire. I was in the Kathmandu Valley in Nepal this past November and visited many of the places that now appear destroyed by the earthquake. My personal favourite spot was the Durba, or Central Square, in Bhaktapur, near Kathmandu, which has now been devastated. This treasure trove of ancient culture included the 55-window palace built in the 15th century, the Golden Gate, which was the main entrance to the palace, Pashupati Temple built in front of the palace after the dream of a king, Nayatapola Temple with its five stories, and Bhairava Nath Temple dedicated to the god of terror and death, which seems just so horribly apt after the last few days. It's good to know that some of our Canadian Disaster Relief team members are now in Kathmandu and are actively helping in the relief efforts. To have a glimpse of happier days in the Kathmandu Valley just a few months ago, take a look at my Pinterest board of photographs from my recent trip there at pinterest.com slash travelshow slash Kathmandu hyphen Nepal. Well, the Toronto Marathon is taking place tomorrow morning, so come on out and support the runners as we run down Young Street from Mel Larsman Square to the lake, starting at 7.30 in the morning. And I say we, as I will be amongst the thousands running the marathon again this year, and every voice of support out there will make the world of difference to us. It's also good to support our city's marathon, which brings in large numbers of runners and their families from all over the world to increase local tourism. I'll let you know how I got on next week, if I've managed to crawl over the finish line by then. My deal of the week this week is from Air Canada, who has some really great prices on their flights to US destinations from Toronto. Now, these prices are subject to change, so you need to ask your travel agent for current fares or check the aircanada.com website. The following examples are from Toronto, including taxes and fees, and offer one-way fares. Atlantic City, $175. Boston, 176. Chicago, 181. 
Dallas, 354. Fort Myers, 230. Houston, $354. Las Vegas, 261. Miami, $220. New York, just $178. Orlando, $218. Palm Springs, $300. Phoenix, $214. And Washington, D.C., just in time for the cherry blossoms, for just $171. Next week on the travel show, we are off to India with Insight Vacations for a very special show. I recently joined a dozen other travelers from all over the world on Insight Vacations' classical India tour. And where I go, of course, the travel show goes too. My two-week journey here took me to Delhi, capital of the subcontinent, across northern India to the holy city of Varanasi, the oldest continually inhabited city in the world. I travelled to Kajarajo's carved temples, to the palaces of Orcha, and of course to Agra, home of the world's most beautiful building, the Taj Mahal. From there, on to the great abandoned city of Fatipur Sikri, and then south and west into Rajasthan, to the pink city of Jaipur. And I travelled by air, by coach, by boat, by train, by cycle rickshaw, and even by elephant but always in the experienced arms of Insight Vacations as I experience their art of touring in style on their classical India tour. So don't forget to tune in to The Travel Show next Saturday at 1pm here on AM 740 Zuma Radio to share my experiences of travelling in India on The Chris Robinson Travel Show.